All right, welcome everybody to the first episode of Creatures of the Night, the podcast. Uh, I am your host, Brian Book of Shadows Biggie. Uh, I am not extremely knowledgeable in the uh, horror genre, but I wanted to do a podcast about horror films, horror games, all sorts of things like that. So I have someone here with us today who is much more familiar with the horror uh, genre than myself. So that's why I'd like to introduce you two to Joseph Zombie Nation Zola. Joe, welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, Brian. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Very delighted to have you here. I know we've talked about this pretty recently um, to do a show like this, but I'm super happy that, uh, that you, you were part of it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, basically... Dug myself up just for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the horror... Horror genre fascinates me. Even though I haven't seen a ton of horror flicks, uh, it's always kind of uh, interests me and excites me, and that's why sometimes I come to you for some some horror um, tips, advice, what's a good movie to see, that kind sure. of thing. Um, so what I want to know from you is, you know, I want to know what your earliest memories of getting into the horror uh, franchises, films, things like that. All right. Um, I'm probably really going to incriminate my, my mother here, but um, I was... Uh... <clears throat> As far back as I can remember, is uh, about age five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, we were living with my my mom's friend, uh, and she had a, a nephew who would come over a lot. Um, he was a few years older than me, maybe 11, 12 years old. Uh, his name was Angelo, mm. and uh, <clears throat> Angelo would always bring over um, uh, a backpack or a duffel bag full of uh, VHS tapes nice. of his favorite horror films. And even though I was probably way younger than I should have been, um, my mom would let me hang mm-hmm. out with Angelo. Um, because it was an only child, so I guess maybe that was part of it. She wanted, you know, me to, you know, have that sort of surrogate older brother figure. That, she wanted you to be happy. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. You know? um, <clears throat> so uh, she let me watch like uh, hours of horror films with this kid uh, whenever we would come over. <laughs> um, and he introduced me first uh, to the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. I think mm-hmm. that was one of my earliest exposures to it. Yeah. Um, particularly part seven, uh, the New Blood. Uh, <laughs> A good one, um, and uh, yeah, we used to watch a lot of films, and then eventually, um, my mom had a falling out with a friend, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see Angelo anymore, mm-hmm. so I was left to my own devices. Uh, we would go, we would take uh, weekly trips to uh, the video store mm. down the street, West Coast Video at the time. For, oh, love it! If anyone remembers that, yeah, I'm really dating myself there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and we would, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would run right for the horror section. That was. Uh, just in- instinctive for me. Um, that's mm-hmm. all I cared about at the yeah. time. Um, and one of the first films I remember was a little film called Clown House, mm-hmm. which now there's a lot of issues surrounding the director of uh, uh, that. Uh, that you know, probably a boy my age or any age really should probably not be uh, allowed to watch that film. But, oh my uh, god! <laughs> <laughs> Clown House now available on video cassette. I know parents protested today, but uh, um, I loved it. I thought it was just a simple little film about um, three young boys, the youngest of which had the cholerophobia, mm-hmm. uh, severe fear of clowns, and just uh, by some cosmic uh, misfortune, ends up uh, <clears throat> three psych- psychos break out of the loony bin, the local mm-hmm. loony bin, yeah. and they kill the local circus clowns, and uh, they <laughs> dress up in their clown attire, and they go out. 
apparently just to play with uh, tire swings. Uh, but then they stumble across a house with some flickering lights, and that's the home of the three boys, mm-hmm. one of which who is terrified of clowns. Uh, and they decide to play a game of uh, three cats and three mice, basically. And uh, it's quite a it's quite an event. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's a really dark underbelly there with the director that we don't have to get into. That's I think that's a topic for another podcast. <laughs> but, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, those are... And then... There's other films like I I really even as a child I really enjoyed the uh, the more obscure titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was kind of a hipster before hipsters was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? so um, I just always really liked the um, the lesser uh, celebrated uh, sure uh, little gems like uh, Dolls was another favorite of mine. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Stuart Gordon, I believe, directed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was another favorite. It was a lighter fare, I think, as far as horror goes. But sure, yeah, it was, yeah. It was charming. Oh, yeah. Um, I, still have, I still have yet to see that one. I remember you telling me about that when we were younger, when we were first started being friends about uh, the movie Dolls. And, you know, it's like uh, that the, the whole premise sounds so so interesting to me. Hmm. And, and you also mentioned something about video stores that you almost brought back a memories. <laughs> the idea of video stores, and a lot of our younger listeners might not understand the whole concept behind it, but right. just the... The joy of going to video stores, being able to go to sections that, I mean, not just new release stuff, but, you know, if you like sci-fi, you go to that section. Mm. You go to our, that section. And you get to browse things that, yeah, you can kind of do that nowadays a little bit by clicking a few buttons on the computer. But it's not nearly as as fun, yeah. as exciting as being able to stumble across like a movie cover in a video store, for example, like yeah. you said. You know? And I know you mentioned that West Coast Video, video Store. I stumbled upon horror um, video games before I discovered horror films. So even though I had stayed away from horror films for so many years, probably my mother was trying to keep me away from some of that stuff, I got drawn into the world of horror video games. I mean, to this day, I still love the the Castlevania series. I think we both do. Uh, Just the concept of, you know, it it was a a game that was set deeply in with roots in the Universal Monsters and Frankenstein and Dracula, all these enemies being part of it. So I remember discovering those games at the video store, too. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, I think a lot of the younger generation... uh, they, they kind of missed out by not having that experience yeah. of going to video stores. Did people think it was weird that you liked those kind of scary stories when you were a kid? Like, like was it, especially when you were younger, like, um, did people think it was strange? You know? s- some did. I remember some <clears throat> parents, like um, like a woman that used to pick me up, uh, but I, I was probably in fourth or fifth grade at the time. Um, she used to pick me up after school and we would go back. It was me and a couple other kids she would pick up and she had a child of her own. And sure. We were all about the same age and uh, we would go back to her house afterwards and everyone would want to watch, you know, Power Rangers in the afternoon or whatever, um, which was all well and good. I mean, there was a place for that in my life, but a very small one. I yeah, was, yeah. I was at, at heart, I was a horror kid from from year five at least. Right, um, right. And uh, yeah, I think I think that there was always kind of like a there was very much like a stigma about it. Um, like none of her kids were allowed to watch anything like that, and mm-hmm. I would talk about it with them, and they would always. Be like hear these like uh, I would tell them like about like Hellraiser or something yeah. and they'd be like oh that sounds amazing and they'd ask their mom to watch it and then she'd be like no I don't know who would let their child watch that kind of thing <laughs> um, and I and I just raise my hand kind of in the corner she wow. like, uh, but uh, yeah there was always uh, for the most part yeah there, I did have one friend <clears throat> also named Joe mm-hmm. um, back in uh, first second grade who uh, who did watch he watched horror movies too and we would kind of we would hang out we always like he actually lived conveniently enough maybe this was part of my motives for befriending him but he yeah. lived right across the street from west coast video okay so there you go we would walk right across the street 
uh, rent rent a couple movies, then go back to his um, his place, and we would watch movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and his mom, you know, d- didn't care. Um, and we got into all the, you know, all the all the well, in our in my mind anyway, were classics. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, and it almost sounds like from what you're saying that like watching horror movies is almost like this world into like the, it's like a peek into this darker mm. subculture of films. That I mean, you know, if kids your age were watching. Lion King and getting scared of certain parts. Yeah. If you're getting exposed to Hellraiser, you're getting exposed to Freddy, Jason, dolls, whatever. Right. It, you're you have a different lens on life through that. Yeah. You know, it's like like you you're not, you wouldn't be afraid of something in a Disney cartoon if you you have access to some of these scary films that they wouldn't even dream of. So right. that's like like I wonder if like you were part of like some like secret club in your mind. It's like you know what, just watching <coughs> these, watching these films just kind of like it's it open up a whole new world. Mm. They haven't even. Won't even discover for a couple of years. It's true. Yeah, it, it, I did have a feel like I felt. Uh, I felt like I knew something they didn't, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what I didn't exactly know what that was. Right. It was just uh, yeah, you just get this, uh, like you said, like it's, it's just a, like a darker lens. Mm-hmm. Um, the you, you, you get a, a little bit of insight into, um, I guess, the less savory uh, nature of things, and uh, and I think you think about things a little bit differently. Um, when you watch horror so much, especially in such like formative years, sure, um, it made me, it made the world um, a potentially scarier place. I think mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, just I would I would imagine horrific things taking place. Um, uh, you just have the the head for those possibilities. I guess it's it's sort of like a. I guess I don't want to. It's maybe not a fair comparison, but like a like a like a mystery playwriter or something. Somebody yeah, who writes a absolutely. lot of murder mysteries. You know, you you can't immerse yourself in that thing and not have a head for um foreseeing um even sometimes irrational possibilities you know right it, i mean um, it, it almost seems like watching these horror flicks i mean i feel the same way about science fiction movies mm. and for many years my only exposure to horror films were in the combination of sci-fi horror yeah so like you know every halloween i'd watch aliens or something sure. like that instead of what a lot of people would watch during the halloween season you know it's like that was my definition of horror for mm. many years but even as recently as uh this past week with thanksgiving my mother was asking me if uh if i was seeing certain reality shows oh did you see this on this reality show <laughs> yeah. you see this on that reality show and i had to tell her i said that those don't interest me you know uh you know it's nothing against people who watch those shows sure. but um it doesn't excite my my mind like uh like watching certain um fantasy shows or science mm. fiction things that kind of open up my mind to other uh possibilities and other things like that yeah. and and so it, i mean that that doesn't make what we're into make us look better than right. other folks but it just like that just kind of stimulates my mind more than watching something that is about real life right kind of a thing like i'd rather watch a sci-fi than a standard film or, or horror rather than a standard film and i'm starting to tiptoe into the, the horror genre mm. a little bit i think yeah i think it's the definition of escapism you know that horror sci-fi right. genre is you know i mean drama is great there's a lot of like re- films that are based in reality grounded in reality sure. that i love but right. nothing comes close to my love for the genre um horror right. films and and sci-fi i'd say is right up there too yeah um because it just opens up a realm um that no other no other genres do sure um uh, creates uh these worlds of endless possibilities and it's and it's a wonderful thing and also i think it it creates uh in some cases i'm definitely uh, intentional other times maybe not but uh creates um a commentary on on real world issues but Mm -hmm. through uh through storytelling you know um in a way that we can sort of deal with our personal demons but um sure but indirectly um alien i mean alien is 
it's sci-fi definitely i i think it's a horror movie uh in sci-fi clothes mm. you know i think it the formula of alien is very much a slasher film in space oh that's a good point i think yeah um and um ripley's one of our i mean 1979 i think that was yeah right, right. yeah she's one of our first final girls really you know and she that's a good point wasn't actually even on, wasn't even on earth but yeah um are there any filmmakers that you respect uh or admire in that that horror genre no uh, there's there's a lot of uh filmmakers that i really admire their work uh dario argento was one of my all-time favorite filmmakers yeah. i mean he's had some you know he's had his <clears throat> some flops lately uh his, mm-hmm. his work hasn't been as stellar in the last few years and, and what are some of the films that he's done dario? But, yeah. but some of his earlier work like um suspiria is a big one uh-huh. that's probably yeah. his uh his uh, helming achievement right there wow And then, um, and then Deep Red, another another magnum opus. Right, and right. Then, uh, those are two uh, two big names right there. Then there's other films, uh, opera. I'd say call it his second tier films. Uh, mm. Opera, uh, Four Flies in Gray Velvet, uh, Cat of Nine Tails. Mm. A lot of uh, <clears throat> a lot of uh, very uh, Italian um, yeah films. But there he sort of works more in like I'd say the Italian cousin of uh, of the slasher film, the Giallo, which is. Uh, mm-hmm. Italian for yellow. Uh, basically, it was named for like these uh, these pulp mystery books uh, that they they used to be really popular in Italy back in like the sixties. Uh, huh. They have like these bright yellow covers, and so the the name Giallo oh, wow. came, interesting. came from that. And because a lot of the aesthetic of the Giallo genre is borrowed from that, like the uh, the the blood is supposed to be uh, exaggerated, like yeah, the redness right. the redness of the blood is very very red. Um, the killer almost always wears um, black uh, leather gloves. Um, in the uh there's there's certain uh, strange rules like the uh, yeah. the protagonist is generally always um works in the arts in some fashion either he's a musician or sure. a sculptor uh photographer um and they generally always follow that rule i mean with with some some exceptions but uh, so these are some of the tenets of what you said yeah, yeah 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 there's a lot of like unusual it has its own tropes just like uh, you know just like any uh sure any subgenre of horror does mm-hmm. um but uh, I would say Dario Gento's up there is uh, is probably number one. Wow! Um, yeah. I do love uh, I I do love John Carpenter a mm-hmm. lot. He's done quite a few. Quite oh, a few absolutely! Of my favorites. Yeah, right. Um, obviously Halloween, but I would say my favorite of his works is The Thing. Mm. Uh, I just thought it was really. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that was a beautiful film. Um, really well. Uh, well put together, kind of a Glen Gary, Glen Ross of horror. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah definitely. Completely yeah. devoid of females. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, <clears throat> that was a good one. Um, uh, of course, uh, somebody who's been re- sort of re- uh, revamped his career lately um, in his relevance is Tom Savini. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. With his recent work on the uh, Friday the 13th video game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. I mean, he's mostly known for his uh, his special effects, makeup mm-hmm. effects, that kind of stuff. But he's, uh, he's acted a little bit. But um, what a lot of people probably don't think of him for is uh, his directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he directed the uh, probably... One of my favorite zombie movies uh, ever made, uh, the Night of the Living Dead remake from mm. 1990 with uh, Tony Todd. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he directed that, and I think uh, it's probably an unpopular opinion, but um, I like it. Um, I would say it's superior to the original. You George know, I, I never hear about that one. That's Crucified. so funny. Yeah. I, I always hear about the original or the more recent ones mm. with what was Zack Snyder, right? So, oh, right. More, so, but I never hear about the 19. So, I'm going to have to really check out that, that 1991 for yeah. sure. Let, let's take a real, real short break. Sure. Uh, I want to dig more into this mm-hmm. and, you know, let, let's come right back and let's, you know, dig deeper into this, this horror mystery. So, all right. All right. We'll be right back. 
Are you a werewolf whose clothes tear open every time you transform? Are you tired of your wallet getting empty every time the moon gets full? Does the blood of your victims leave behind pesky, hard-to-handle stains? Well, don't let that ancient gypsy curse be a drain in your wardrobe any longer. Introducing Lycan Threads, a state-of-the-art clothing line strong enough for the average shapeshifter, but designed with the uncompromising brutality of werewolves in mind. Lycan Threads is crafted from a special polyanthrotex material, which expands as you transform, and features Ardorex, a groundbreaking bloodstain-resistant isotope. So no more late-night trips to the Banana Republic for you. Get your Lycan Threads today. Give us a howl at 1-800-TEAR-NO-MORE, or email us at clothesforclaws.com. Lycan Threads, what werewolves wear. Lycan Threads not recommended for vampires, zombies, werecats, werebirds, mermen, kobolds, chupacabras, sasquatches, oopers, mummies, jinn, arugarus, cephalopods, bridge trolls, mountain trolls, cave trolls, Jenica, krampus, leprechauns, kelpies, gargoyles, gillmen, frogmen, bill pullman, hydras, cutty black sows, incubi, succubi, street boy, keiko demons, cyber demons, airy lemons, hillbillies, and josh hartnett. Lycan Threads, what werewolves wear. show creatures of the night uh wow some some really cool stuff you know just hearing you know about you know the, how you gotten into some of these um these films you know what i mean that, that that almost seemed like off limits for a kid your age at the time um but you know it's i think it almost seems like it's becoming more accepted in a way i mean uh, right. in in cinemas i mean most recently we had stephen king's remake of of it um uh the it remake made over 677 million dollars at the box office wow. Um, why do you think people like being scared so much while watching movies? Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, uh, and, um, I can speak for myself, but I, I think overall it's just, uh, it's one of the most base em- emotions that, um, that anything can pull out of us or, or just this, this sort of, not even emotion, just mm-hmm. a, it's almost a survival instinct. It's just a really visceral reaction to, uh, to something and that no other genre can really, or no other feeling uh, can bring out other than fear um, and it plays to something I think very very ancient very inherent in us mm-hmm. uh, kind of uh, primitive and I think that that's that's part of it it just gives you this uh, this this awful sense of dread but at the same time this incredible adren- adrenaline rush sure uh, it can't just can't be replicated by anything I mean laugh laughter is great comedy is fantastic sure um, it just doesn't hit that same like depth yeah it's I like guess. a survival instinct yeah. almost yeah it's like you know everybody can relate to that you know we, it, no matter who you are in life no matter what you do if you're put in certain situations you have to it's fight or flight you, yeah. you have to protect yourself and you know it, it's obvious I mean when you look at some of the films out there I mean people know of Freddie Jason Michael Myers I mean there's been a lot of films based on these characters where you know looking at, at it there were nine Freddie films from what I understand mm. 12 Friday the 13th movies there was 10 Halloween films with Michael Myers and 7 Chucky movies. Now, and they almost show no signs of sl- slowing down. There's been remakes for almost all those franchises out there. And I remember hearing one of those films that evil never truly dies. So why do you think the fans keep coming back to these characters? That they want to see more. It's not just a business thing, but fans want to see mm. these characters be resurrected and come back again and again and again to terrify people like us. Yeah. I think it's because they they do hit um, <clears throat> to such a such a profound core for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, it, and it's a, I think it's a confusing feeling for our, for our minds because mm-hmm. when we're feeling fear, our, 
our natural instinct should be to just run, right? Uh, but we're just going to sit there in the theater and, and and keep watching. Yeah, it's it's a strange uh, uh, contradiction, I guess. Well, uh, well real quick, have, yeah. you, have you ever shut off a movie or, or a show <clears throat> in be, while you're watching? It was too it was too scary. Where you know I have to come back to it later. Um, I personally haven't uh, actually, and I'm I, I would I'm not one of those sure. guys who wouldn't tell you if I had. Oh no, uh, yeah. I. I haven't. I mean, I've been disturbed by things, but I find for for whatever reason, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever's broken inside me, uh, <laughs> I, you're desensitized I, since I, as a young age. You know, when, when something disturbs me, I want I want to watch more. I want to mm. see more. I'm hoping that that it's only scratching the surface. Yeah. Because um, when somebody can really profoundly disturb me, that for me is the mark of a of a you know truly effective film and sure. something I. I may never watch it again, but I'll still hold it as as a personal favorite well, just for having that effect yeah, on me. You know, it's funny you said that because it's you know it, I guess the, the phrase is disturbing. Yeah, the, you're right. It's like you know some movies are scary and some movies are just flat out disturbing, <coughs> even mm. if they're not scary. Like for example, you know, in the last couple sure. of years, my wife and I we, we've been making it a point to actually catch up on some of these horror flicks that are so prevalent in pop culture. You know, three years ago we started watching the entire Jason franchise, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, and thank you for letting us borrow the DVDs, by mm. the way. Uh, you Bro. know, last year we did um, Nightmare on Elm Street, and and for the same thing, as we want to just kind of watch some of these films get into it. This year has been the Child's Play Chucky films, you know. Yes. So it's just one of the things where it, it's obviously there's scary things, but and there's disturbing things. I, when I see a horror movie, like I would almost prefer one of these kind of mm. slasher films because you know it, it's a a good and evil story. Yes, there's a lot of sometimes there's gruesome things, but I would prefer a story like that. Over, for example, um, the Saw franchise. Like, yeah. I, I have a lot of trouble watching that because of the of the you know, of the type of film it is. Right. Like the visceral. It's just one of those things where. So that's what disturbs me. Is there any films out there that, like you said, would watch once and like never again? <clears throat> it would it'd be too disturbing. You're like, you know what? That's just, I'm done. You know. There, there are movies that I need to take that I have watched more than once, but um, <clears throat> I need to take breaks from. Like, yeah. I, they wouldn't be something I'd be able to watch. Um, too closely together. Um, yeah. the, uh, one film that, and I guess it's subjective. What disturbs different people? Of course. What scares different people? So, um, the movie, the films that I find most disturbing in the world um, are like comedies to my girlfriend. You know? Like, oh wow! They're just different. Because <laughs> uh, like, there's very specific things that bother me. Sure. And, um, one thing is, I think. Um, I guess maybe a psycho, a psychiatrist would probably call it uh, birth anxiety. Yeah. But I have, I have a. A great dislike for uh, for anything involving pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, babies, yeah. um, fetuses, that sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. Um, anything involving that, I have to watch because yeah, I, know I see that in a lot of yeah scary movies like that. You know, it where, tends to become more more and more of a trend lately. Yeah, yeah, a I, zombie I, child or yeah, a child, all the, the dead remake. Oh, yeah, yeah. All, all that kind of stuff. It's like oh, yeah, definitely that, yeah. that's really bothersome. Yeah, yeah. Children like children don't bother me so much it's more it's newborns infants anything mm. past that is okay i can deal with like yeah. i can deal with zombie kindergartners whatever uh <laughs> i can deal <laughs> that's with... what we should have called this show zombie <laughs> kindergartners yeah so no well that's that's interesting because because right. everyone's got something right know? it's like like you know i mentioned it earlier and you mentioned about the fear of, of clowns is that sure there's quite a few people who would, wouldn't even enter that cinema yeah and be like i'm not seeing it no matter what meanwhile they'd seen every mm. single other slasher movie out there or whatever yeah. or baba duke or whatever you know that 
but they just won't do it. It's yeah. like it's it's too much. It's it's too bothersome. They they can't do it. Meanwhile, you got other folks saying, "Oh, it was dumb. It wasn't <clears throat> scary. It's you know, it's it, I guess it's all in yeah. what what really bothers you deep down." Yeah, you know what I mean? I'd be so, one of those people. So I didn't I didn't feel the I wasn't a big fan of the original it to begin yeah, with. I was right. hoping that the remake would. <clears throat> would be a little better. I neither of them really did much for me. Sure, um, but it's also what scares you too. I Absolutely, mean, it, it never scared me. It was always I always categorized it, always found it to be more of a, a just a fantasy film. Uh, sure, and it had some fun ideas, but nothing particularly scary mm-hmm. um, for me. But um, things like there's a French film called um, Inside. Mm. Um, takes place on christmas eve uh, a pregnant uh, widower mm. is being stalked by this this woman who wants to get into her house and into her womb basically and take, oh my god and, and take her baby Jeez. and that's basically the whole thing another cat and mouse story yeah um and this woman's stalking her with like a giant pair of scissors that's free wants to cut open her womb and take the baby from her uh and there is some some strange you know shots of like a like a cgi baby like inside her belly throughout yeah, the yeah. film um which might be laughable to some people. Uh, for me, it, it's disturbing on a profound level. And wow. I'm not sure what that goes back to, but um, that's always been something that disturbs me. Just the idea of uh, infantile, fetal death. Yeah. Uh, any yeah. kind of like threat, like in, inherent danger to pregnant women. Well, it's and, almost like this idea of, uh, and we're getting close to, to mm, the end of our time, sure. it's, it's this idea of, of life, I mean, newborn life. It's it's the the, the birth of of, yeah. of a human being, and yeah. it's like and, and if you can pervert that into whatever the story requires, that's I mean, uh, I could totally see how that that could be bothersome, right? and just just be, depending on how you do in the film, that could be totally freaky. Sure. So, oh my god, yeah, I can't even imagine. Uh, well, listen, you know, uh, I, I really appreciate you helping to to dig through some of this horror stuff because it's like it's a it's a genre that a lot of people won't, don't even tiptoe into. It, it's just it's too much for them. Mm. I know a lot of my friends actually won't even watch any of that stuff. Right. But um, the but Academy it, won't even acknowledge horror really. As a oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, it's it, not even like a yeah. I know that there was a there was a petition I think for um, Get Out this year, which in is a I would say is more slightly more about seventy five twenty five more thriller than horror. Yeah. But, um, and we can get in maybe next episode to, yeah, yeah, to right. what what qualifies as a thriller versus a horror. But do they classify it uh, as a con? Someone said they classify it as a con. I would say it's a it's a dark um, dark dark comedy. Maybe wow. uh, it's a thriller with comedy elements. Yeah. That's what I. That's how I would have categorize if I had to. Oh yeah. But um, I know that there was a petition just to get Get Out uh, nominated for some stuff. They just kind of poo poo the uh, they overlook it. The dark like the darker. Yeah. Genres, um, mm. horror and, and thrillers, and they did that for many years with superhero genre, too. right? Yeah, and they're finally starting to <laughs> accept some of that stuff. Heath Ledger as the Joker, that they're oh, finally yeah. starting to open the door a little bit. So, I mean, let, let's hope they can kind of uh, recognize some of the the filmmakers who do you know well horror films. Um, but listen, thank you so much for sitting down sure. with me. And before I go, is there any horror flicks or things that you'd like to suggest to our listeners? Oh, uh, something that maybe outside of the normal things that we may see. Jason Freddy kind of stuff. Um, let's see. Um, since it's uh, getting close to the uh, to the season, I guess uh, recently NECA put out um, uh, an action figure for a lesser known slasher film called uh, Silent Night Deadly Night. Mm. It's a very controversial uh, Christmas slasher film from uh, 1984 um, that parents were outside protesting uh, the release of this film for a while. Really? Wow. Uh, the killer dons a, a Santa costume. And oh, goes, goes around uh, hacking up young virgins in the middle of the night. Some not versions, um, but um, I would recommend uh, checking out Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, maybe Christmas Eve with somebody special. You've made it through Halloween. Now try and survive Christmas. 
Silent night. Deadly night. Wow. The good one. And especially with Santa Claus, yeah. too. You know, this idea of innocence and ho- holly jolly and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, and a total perversion of that, too. Oh, yeah. man, that's that's freaky. And an interesting thing about this, without giving anything away about this film, one thing that I really loved about it, it was sort of uh, an inversion of the uh, the whole slasher formula, too. It's a very unique one in that we see the story through the point of view of the killer. Nice. We learn about him and uh, why he does what he does, and it makes him a little bit more empathetic than... Uh, Guys like Freddy and Jason. Oh wow! So I would I would check that one out if you haven't seen it already. Uh, so hear that, guys. It's it's a perfect film for the holidays. Mm-hmm. When you, you, know, you have grandma over the house, you know, put that bad boy on and you're good to go. Uh, Joe, thank you so much for talking horror with me, and maybe we'll have to do this sometime soon. Absolutely. All right, thank you guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.